What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Realist Revelation Podcast. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Realist Revelation Podcast. My name is Mike, and on this podcast, we will, we will be bringing you the stories of some phenomenal people, and we will learn together what made them conquer their battles and life in general. Now, it is my belief that everyone's story um, is worth telling. And that there's something that we can learn and apply that knowledge to our lives. That way we can conquer the battles that we face. And you never know what life can bring us. And so every little bit of knowledge will help us. So just a little bit about me. Um, I started my life on December 2nd of 1982. <laughs> Long time ago. Um, I was born um, with a rare heart condition called transposition of the great vessels, which is pretty much where your main two vessels of your heart is backwards. Um, so basically, my right main artery is going into my left side, and my left side is going to my right. They've corrected that with a, what they call a mustard procedure. Um, this is very, very rare that this happens, um, and, and even more rare that I'm actually still living. Um, I was told time after time again that I was lucky to be alive, um, that, you know, I would never make it to see the age of, my mom was told age of three, age of five, and so on and so on, and until we just, you know, kind of tuned them out and we followed God's plan. Um, so they fixed that um, transposition, though, with um, what they call a mustard procedure, mustard procedure, I'm sorry, and... Um, and then, after about 23 months old, I had a um, stroke um, when they were doing a heart catheterization, and it partially paralyzed my left side. Um, you know, I adapted to that. You know, I don't have any usage uh, in my left arm, and um, I can't. I can move my fingers, um, but that's about it. Um, but that, you know, I, you learn to adapt. You learn to keep moving, and and then after after that, you know, life. You know, I say the first two or three years of my life was eventful, and then after that, it kind of calmed down until I was about eleven. And one day, we lived in this like trailer park community, and I was always outside walking. And I was in about fifth grade, so I was always out walking, doing things with the neighborhood kids, and. My dad had just had colon cancer removed, um, and his doctor told him to be walking every evening, you know, to help relieve the pain and soreness, whatever. Um, you know, I was young, so I didn't really know what was going on with him, but um, I passed him, and they told me to go take my bath, and when I did, I started walking toward our our house and I just remember kind of my legs getting real heavy and falling like to the ground um, and, and I guess I blacked out I don't really really remember blacking out but I did um, and because I remember waking up and I was looking at our house where we were I was probably maybe a thousand feet from our house and in my 11 year old mind was thinking you know hey if I could 
so I can get to our house and get in, inside. I can get my bath. Everything will be okay. But I couldn't stand up. Um, and then I blacked out again. I went went down. And um, the next thing I know, I was I woke up. And a lot of people around me, my mom, my dad, they had already called the ambulance. I was trying to get up. <laughs> my mom was like, no, 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 stay down. You know, you're not... You can't get up. And so ambulance came. They checked me out there. I'm just in the middle of the road. Um, and then they took me to the hospital. It was a, you know, this is a local general hospital. Um, the ER team there decided to send me to St. Petersburg to All Children's Hospital. And it was there that I was evaluated by a wonderful doctor and his team, George McCormick. I wish I knew where he was today. This man literally saved my life. Um, he, you know, evaluated me. We ran a bunch of tests. There's a lot of tests. Um, and over time, he went and had different conferences, you know, talked about my case with different doctors. Um, and, and those such things that, you know, doctors do. Um, to get you know more insight and and come up with a game plan and after all this the, basically through the summer he did that and um, he came back to us probably midsummer this was 1994 too by the way um, probably about midsummer he came to us and was like look these are our three options you have a series of open heart surgeries where we try to correct what they did when you were a baby. Um, which is very dangerous, very risky. Um, it's not really recommended. The next one was a heart transplant, which was extremely risky at the time. And then the third option was the pacemaker. He felt that the pacemaker was not only the safest, but in the long run, it would be the most effective. And so I didn't really have a say in it. Um, my mom and dad decided you know, to go with the safest route and do the pacemaker. Um, and, and I was okay with it. I mean, I was 12. I didn't really care. I just didn't. I just went wrong with the flow. And so we, we did it. And my first pacemaker was put in on September 1st of 1994. And after that, you know, things went back to normal. I mean, normal as could be. You know, I had regular doctor visits once a year, every six months for a while. And then, you know, it expanded out. And as I got older, we replaced my pacemaker again at age 18. And then after that, I kind of got discharged out of the, the pediatric ward into adult pediatrics, um, which is very funny if you think about it. But that's where I am today. I'm in, in an adult pediatrics care. Um, I still see kid doctors, basically. <laughs> and... I've had, since the first placement in 1994, I've had seven pacemakers, eight total. I'm actually going for my ninth in the morning, and as of recording this, um, and and we've, we've pretty much run its course with the pacemakers. Um, you know, it's still working, um, but I am being moved into a, to a transplant form. Um, 
I've already started seeing doctors in Pittsburgh um, for transplant. And, and the reason why is because over time, my heart basically has just gotten, gotten weak, so weak that it's just wore out. And, um, and so, you know, last year, my doctor, my current cardiologist, told me, you know, this is the plan. We don't think, we don't feel that our hospital is suitable for your transplant. So we wanted to either send you to Pittsburgh or Cleveland. I chose Pittsburgh just because it was closest to my current cardiologist. And it just kind of made me feel, I just was kind of drawn to it, you know. Um, but other than that, um, that, that's basically my medical history story. I go into AFib quite often, or did, until I had an ablation in 21. Yeah, in 2021, I had an ablation, and it's, I've not had any significant um, AFib since then. Um, so, you know, that, that's my medical history. Now, as far as personal life, you know, I, I'm married. I, I met my wife. Um, in 2013, we started dating. Um, we have a, gr a good relationship, a great relationship, actually. I love her to death. She's the apple of my eye. Um, I don't know what I would do without her, to be honest, most of the time. She's there whenever I need her. She helps me. She's guided me through, through some tough times and gave me advice that I needed. Okay, enough of that mushy stuff. Um, I just want to be real with you guys for a minute and just tell you the real reason why I'm, I wanted to start this podcast. It's it's something that I've toyed around with for a long time, a podcast. Not necessarily having a direction. But then I started thinking that I wanted to tell the stories of survivors. And I believe that everybody has a struggle, a demon, a whatever you want to call it, hurdle that we've overcome and pushed beyond. And we are so much better on the other side of it. And it looks different for everybody. You know, it, my hurdle is my health. Jimmy's hurdle may be drugs. You know, but if Jimmy tries hard enough, and pushes himself every day to be better, then Jimmy's gonna come out on the other side of that hurdle, a much better person, and he can move on with his life and live up to his potential. You know, or Kathy over here may may not think she's the best and have low self-esteem. And so you get Kathy around people that help build her up and Little by little, she grows that self-confidence that allows her to believe her in herself more, you know? And, you know, I think everybody needs that. You know, we all go through bouts of depression. We all go through even medical issues. You know, it may not be significant. You may stub your toe, break it. You know, you may find out tomorrow you have lung cancer. Whatever it may be, your story matters. It, it will, your story will provide faith and give someone hope if you tell it. And that's what I want to do. You know, I, 
I never thought that my story mattered until I started telling it little by little. I always thought that my story is no different than the dying cancer person's story. So why, why would I tell my story? Because I don't want your sympathy. I don't want any accolades or, you know, wow, you did that. I, I don't want any of that. I just want you to know that although we all struggle, that you can come out on the other side. You know, it's like another thing, way I look at it is you can't judge a book by its cover, you know, like you can look at me, I'm overweight and say, well, he doesn't like to work out. He doesn't work out. But, but I do, I, I enjoy working out. I may not be able to work out as hard as Billy Bob, but I get out there and I walk. I walk my mile, two miles, whatever it is. I lift little weights when I can. But, you know, everybody, like I said, is different and everybody's journey is different. And we, we need to take the time to understand each other better. And that, that's why I want to do this podcast. That's why I'm looking for guests that have inspirational stories, not just from medical, but from life. And that will be able to share this perspective and help us grow because we often use that, you know? So I hope that you guys will join me on this ride. I don't know how far it's gonna go. I don't know. I don't know a lot of things, but I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna have my guests on. I got some serious questions I wanna ask them. And we're gonna do this thing together. And I hope you guys are along for the ride. But that's it, what I got for today. Um, tune in the next episode for our first guest. I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Realist Revelation Podcast.